Here by the Owl podcast is a podcast for owlets and wise owls alike. Join hosts Nikki Fiddle-Eye-Doll and Brianna Briegel along with rotating owls from across the country as they discuss what it takes to advise from time to time. Our podcast is fueled by the true knowledge from empowering agricultural education instructors and ripen with the wisdom you will never learn in a textbook. Welcome back to another episode of Here by the Owl podcast. We are so excited to have our friends Abby and Brianna here with us to tell us all things, their tips and tricks about working with teaching partners. So Abby and Brianna, why don't you start out by kind of introducing yourselves? Hi, thank you for having us today. First of all, we're super pumped to be on with y'all. Um, so we'll just, like you said, start by introducing ourselves. My name is Abby Brown. And I'm Brianna Berry. And we work together at Locust Grove High School, which is a school in um, Locust Grove, Georgia, which is just south of Atlanta. We are in a large county. We have, what, 12, uh, 13 ag teachers. Mm -hmm. I think that's right. We have added a few new middle school programs, so that number may be more now, but it's a lot. Um, there's 10 high schools. Yes. We're just one of those high schools in the county. Um, but we have not been working together for very long. Um, I have been teaching ag for 13 years. And this is my fifth year teaching ag. And it's both, both of us, this is our first time ever teaching with a teaching partner at the same school. Um, I think most ag teachers work with other ag teachers in their county or in their area, but specifically we're both at the same school in the same building, um, both managing our same program. And we've been working together for what? This is our Three? third year, yes. So that's a little bit about us. We're excited to be here with y'all today to talk more about that. Well, and you guys make it look so easy. So, so whether that's true or not uh the secret <laughs> will come out here on here by the all podcast tonight um but briefly like what kind of classes um do each of you teach and how do you like how do you make that work in your program i'm in a single person program and brianna's in a two-person program and in north dakota at least many programs are just solo uh, teachers so it'd be interesting to hear that yeah it's it's kind of interesting the way that our classes are divided up um I teach so I'm Brianna I teach all of our basic ag classes so that's the intro course and I teach three of those classes a day because we're on a block schedule so three classes in the fall three classes in the spring all I do is teach the little freshman babies um, and some of those upperclassmen that randomly get thrown into ag um, all day long. So uh, it's really awesome. I taught middle school ag prior to this position. So this is pretty familiar in terms of the content and what we're covering is very similar. And I loved teaching middle school. I actually never thought I would teach high school, but here we are. Um, so this is like the best of both worlds to me, just because I do get to teach that intro class and get students really excited about ag. And then Abby. So I teach the other classes in the pathway with the upperclassmen. 
and well with the exception of one that kind of flip flops back and forth, but the pathway that we teach is called agri-science systems. So it's basic ag science, which I think most people start out with, and then plant science, animal science, and then we have a fourth year course that we just added um, called agribusiness management and leadership. I know a bunch of people out in the Instagram world um, also teach that I've seen you know, different people talk about it. But I teach always animal science and plant science. And then with scheduling, I know everybody can probably relate to this. Sometimes the numbers work out to where I've got an extra slot in my schedule for the agribusiness management course. And sometimes mine are super full and they have to make a slot in Brianna's schedule. It's a little easier to make a slot there because well, that sounds bad. You got to kick people out, but um, sometimes they have to make a slide and bring in a schedule for that class. And so the fourth year kind of bounces back and forth. Right now it's me, um, but last year it was with yep. Barry. So that's kind of how we manage that. And and for us, it makes sense for, I, I know when Brianna came on board, it made sense for her to teach all the same thing so that we weren't all trying to, you know, pedal on 10 bikes. Do you know what I mean? Um, we could kind of specialize in what we were doing. I think it's also more fun. I know I, you know, you always want to be the most liked and you want, <laughs> you want your kids to love you. And I love our setup because I feel like there is no competition. Yeah. Like kids aren't disappointed because they got basic ag with me mm-hmm. versus, oh man, I really want to miss Brown for basic ag, you know? So I really, really they would be like, oh, how can't I have them both? Like, that's what would happen, (laughs) right? And this way they do get both of us. So it's kind of nice because like we, we each get time with them and like, I know all of her students. So as they get more involved, like I already know them, I don't have to, you know, get to know an officer because I never taught them before. Um, We already have both been able to build relationships and I really like that because I don't know, it, it just makes it a lot easier because like I said, somebody's brother or sister, you know, this did happen when I got here, you know, they always had Miss Brown and they're like, oh, I have Miss Barry. And I'm like, I'm going to make you love me. Okay. <laughs> it's going to be okay. And you're going to have Miss Brown next. So um, I really like that setup because especially coming in and adding a teacher to the program, mm-hmm. I feel like that worked out really, really well because they get to experience all of us and we get to experience all of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So kind of different, like I've taught uh, at two different schools, but both of them were two teacher programs. And um, at my previous school that I taught at the other teacher, he taught eighth grade and then he had them again for like more of the advanced mechanics classes because that was his strengths but then I had him as freshmen and sophomores and then some of the more like science-based electives and it worked okay but it was kind of hard like there was just some different expectations because both of us had different kind of teaching styles and nothing against what he was doing and with the eighth graders but um, then they came to me as freshmen and it was like a little bit you know, different for them. And then they had me for two years and then some of them I never saw again. So um, I do kind of like the setup of how I'm at my school right now, where I have them as seventh, eighth, and ninth graders, and then um, they have the other teacher. So Mm -hmm. like you said, I'm looking forward to being able to kind of um, 
know them down the road too and and see how they progress um, but I guess kind of on the other side of things how do you divide up all of the different duties like especially when it comes to CDEs maybe you have kind of the same strengths for CDEs or other aspects of your chapter so one thing that's funny about Brianna and I is that we laugh about this all the time we are very close friends but we are pretty opposite in like every it's funny because almost every day we'll notice different things that I'm like wow I'm the exact opposite of that which is why I think this works so well for us um because there's a lot of things that just kind of naturally for us there's things that kind of naturally fit my talents or or hers and so you know that's that's been a really good thing for us to just sit down and talk about like what are you good at versus what am I good at and just have an honest conversation about that and at the very beginning of the year and this is also something that we're different about Barry would probably prefer to just wing it and we'll figure it out as we go who's going to do what yes and like I am like oh but I need to know like what I'm responsible for <laughs> so I um I have a list <laughs> I have a list and I like write out everything and I'm I don't think Barry even has a copy of the list but it's okay because she knows what she's doing I know what I'm doing um but for me that works well because I have to see it and I have to kind of know what my thing is it works well for her because she knows what her thing is too but she just you know kind of goes on naturally I'm definitely um, more of a probably go with the flow person so my personality type is very okay whatever like that sounds fun <laughs> let's do that and brown is much more organized and very much a planner I'm a last minute planner, but she's like ahead of time planner. And then she can chill and have fun when everything is happening versus on the opposite. I'm like, oh, we'll get to it. And then at the last minute, I'm like, okay, making these last minute decisions. And it's funny because we know this about each other. And, and, you know, Brianna does not make fun of me when I come to her with a list and I'm like, okay, can you just help me figure out what's my, what's my job? <laughs> you know, She just goes with it and she's like, okay, I know you need this. In her head, she's probably thinking, oh, this is crazy. But she doesn't make fun of me for it. She just goes with it and lets me have my moment to figure out what's my thing. And then we go on with life and it works out well. It's great. And likewise, when I'm panicking, <laughs> when I'm panicking at the last minute, Brown does not scold me like a child and say, well, if you had planned better. Um, <laughs> so that, that helps. I think we have like a very strong understanding of each other and we're very into like personality types and learning like what each other's strengths and weaknesses are. And in those strengths and weaknesses that also plays into uh, career development events and mm -hmm. um, proficiencies versus national chapter versus agri science fair versus all the other bajillion things you can do as an ag teacher. Um, and I think that's something else we've learned is there is just space in ag ed for everybody to have their thing. And that's what we tell our kids too. Like, you don't all have to be doing the same thing to be great. And mm -hmm. um, we were talking about this earlier, you know, when I came, obviously like she had CDEs that were like her thing, you know, that 
I came in and I obviously had to have some CDEs because that's um, how our program of work works in Georgia. Um, and so we had that conversation and, you know, we were talking about, I told her earlier, <laughs> I was like, you know, I really love floriculture, but that's kind of like your thing. And she's like, well, I don't really care. Do you really want floriculture? We literally had that conversation like 30 <laughs> minutes ago. And I was like, no, I've never, you know, been like, no, I want floriculture because there's nurture landscape and there's floral design. And there's like all these other things that I can do as well. You know, I don't have to do everything that she's doing. And I think that's, I think that's also something we've learned is that you cannot, I don't think you can be in a multi-teacher program and want to be the shining star. Like mm -hmm. you can't really want to be miss or Mr. Thing. Um, you have to be okay with like, it's beautiful. Cause when you share that responsibility, then your chapter really gets to be, mm -hmm. um, the shining star. And you definitely have to be willing to just say, you know what, I'm not, yeah. I'm not for passionate about proficiencies and I'm not really great at proficiencies, but I can do that. You know, like we can trade. like this year we traded, um, I used to do national chapter and she did proficiencies. And then randomly this year, we were like, let's trade. Like you can do proficiencies this year and I'll do national chapter. And so um, I think that flexibility goes and works really well and we, um, for us. You know, this is probably not your average answer, but just for us, it works really well. We don't really care who gets credit for what um, because it doesn't make any difference to us anyway. Like it's all going to look the same on a program of work at the end of the year, which we, we always do our evaluations together, honestly, which is probably strange, but um, we, we want the other one to win at something. You know what I mean? Like you, oh, my question is, Abby, you were by yourself before Brianna came, right? Correct. Okay. And I mean, were you nervous? Like, yeah. Okay. I just think that <laughs> Like you lucked out, like I feel, but how nerve wracking to have this program, this baby that you've, you know, worked really hard at and then have to share that with somebody yeah, and then have to hope that like, it's all going to mesh well. Uh, yes. So and did you know each other before, like Brianna, did you, did you know? So you knew. Nothing. We knew each other. We okay. had we had met, but that's it. I mean, I mean, I knew who you were. Yeah. I like randomly saw her at summer conference and I knew that I was about to be upon. I knew that I wanted this job, you but I didn't think to her. I was like, Hey, I just introduced myself and like, ah! and tried to reconnect with her. She had no idea. I really didn't. Literally no okay, clue. This you is were on her list. So she was just I, like, who is this lady? Oh, she, okay so she worked at the university of georgia before am i being too specific about this no, I think that's fine. um <laughs> she's like, all your good. secrets are getting out she, um, she worked at the year yeah she's gonna go get a cord for my dying phone so she, pause for a second but i'm gonna keep talking <laughs> so she worked at the university of georgia and i knew her in that role but i didn't know that she was about to leave that role right? So she wasn't even on the radar of possibilities. 
And um, it was like a last minute thing when there was an opening for a new teacher, which is so frustrating because I really feel like administrators don't understand, like, we need to know before time when people are signing contracts, like, come on now. And they didn't understand that. So whatever, it was, it was kind of at the last minute. And there was someone else who was actually supposed to take this job. Um, and I did know him and his mom worked at my school and everything. And it was like, it was like, honestly, they announced him. You weren't in there. No. Yeah. Cause Brandy. Okay. Continue. They announced him as the person who they were like, this isn't official yet, but this person is coming, um, to be at Locust Grove and her cousin so Brianna's cousin is also an ag teacher and funny story. She was a student teacher with me and she oh, wow. wasn't, she was in the room when that announcement was made. And she texted me and she was like, did you know there was a opening at Locust Grove? And I was like, no, cause I was literally about to move to the County because I was getting married and my husband lived in the County and I was looking for a job because my commute was about to be like two hours. And so <laughs> I was like, oh gosh, I got to find a job. And I, yeah. And I, she also texted me and she said, Brianna Corsi. And I was like, what? She works at UTA. What are you talking about? I didn't have any idea. Well, anyway, long so for story the rest, short, the rest of the conference, I was like, so Abby, I stalked her on Facebook, realized that her husband was the worship pastor at my church. And I was like, man, he looks familiar. And that's so I called her and I was like, funny question is your is your husband Zach? Like, I love how both of you were like creeping on each other. Oh my gosh, yes. Well, but I think I, it's really crazy that like in North Dakota, right, Brianna, like if someone was applying to a position in the entire state, like you already know that person like really well. So it's mind blowing to me that like you knew of each other, but not well enough because you make it seem like you've been best friends for the last well, 30 <laughs> wholeheartedly like when this position opened I was like praying about this like this needs to be the right person because like I have a weird kind of style sometimes about some things <laughs> and like yeah my family is very important to me so like I couldn't have somebody coming up in there that was gonna jack that up you know not that anybody would but you don't know you don't know these crazy people in the world so i prayed about that I swear and I really do believe that like the Lord has led us to this place together so I can't we can't ever leave now um she's probably gonna leave like next year now that I say that but um I, I think that finding the right person is half the battle because you know you can't be the same exact person in all areas for it to work out you can't have the same strengths I think the same way all that weirdly enough I think opposites are better in this um in this world of teaching ag together, or at least it has been for us, for sure. And we know not everybody, I mean, I know plenty of friends that, you know, your admin doesn't involve you in the decision and, you know, someone just kind of gets dumped in your lap. And so it's not, it's not always, which I kind of got dumped in Abby's lap. I don't think she, basically the guy who originally they gave the job to his principal was like, no, you've signed a contract and you can't leave. Yeah. So then that's when I applied and they offered me the job the day that I interviewed because school was starting in like two weeks. Oh and so, um, 
And so basically Abby was freaking out. Abby was like, I don't know who's going to be here. So <laughs> really I did kind of get dumped in her lap. No. Luckily I did know about the job and I had kind of talked to her about it, but um, you know, sometimes when you get a job too, you're dumped onto someone and they're, they're not thrilled for you to be there. And mm-hmm. they didn't, you know, they didn't pick you and, you know, maybe you weren't their, their choice. And so um, I know that it's not always that way for everybody. It can be but, tough, but I do think, and, and maybe this is just the peacemaker in me, not that you should let someone ever just, you know, run all over you or anything, but just being willing to work and like work with someone and be flexible and not feel like super territorial over, you know, a program or parts of the program. Um, sometimes having a peaceful work environment is so much better than, mm-hmm. you know, having it I your way. A lot of horror stories out there. It makes you yeah. sad for those people. Okay, yes. You mentioned like having these conversations about who's going to do what. So uh, paint everybody picture. How does this happen every year? And I'm sure now it's a little more, I mean, unwritten, um, mm-hmm. than, than the first year. I mean, you, you got hired and school was going to start in two weeks. So I'm sure that was a very frantic conversation, but how does that look like for you guys dividing up duties? And I know you, you've mentioned George is a little bit different. Um, I don't, we, I don't think we do what you guys do here in, in North Dakota. Um, but how, I mean, how does it look for you guys to sit down and map out who's doing what? And I guess how, how detailed do you get um, when, when you're talking about that? So, so do you all have a program of work that like lists out specifics of like what you have to do in a year? I don't know if that's like from our state you're saying yes no oh okay so I'm just unfamiliar I guess I don't know right we don't like we don't have anybody saying like you have to have the CDE teams and you have to we, we do have that so what that's kind of what we start with in Georgia um there's a program of work that lists out like very detailed, um, five CDEs per teacher at a minimum. Two of those have to be leadership. Three of those have to be team. Uh Um, so at a minimum, each of us have to do five. So state degrees are on there. Yep. We have to have so many state degrees, so many proficiencies, uh, so many award applications. So that's usually our, our starting point is, okay, we have to meet our program of work. So, um, and we start out with like, what do you really want to do? You know, like, what do I really want to do? And then we just kind of, there's leftover. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And like a lot of times, some things really make sense for her. For example, state degrees really make sense for Abby because she teaches the upperclassmen. And by third year, they're looking at their state degree or the fourth year class, they're looking at their state degree. And so it makes sense for her to work with those students and do that because they're upperclassmen, they're in her class, she's with them in that moment um, versus like FFA, the lower FFA degrees like Greenhand Chapter. I kind of facilitate more of that because they're more in my classes when they're doing that. And 
as far as award applications go. Proficiencies, like I said, in the past, she's done proficiencies because again, those are the students that have probably been doing an SAE for a couple of years and are already in her class anyway. Mm -hmm. National chapter, we work a lot with our officer team on. And so I had that. And really just this year, we randomly kind of decided like, let's just do something different. Like let's switch it up. The main reason is because I have not had a whole lot of success with that. She may not want to say that, but I'll tell you. Um, I've done them, but they, I don't know. It just, ha I just haven't hit a, a stride in that with having They're success. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. It's a, it's a booger. So, but you know, I have kind of figured out the national chapter enough to get us to the point of, you know, helping the officers do it. And, and we were pretty solid on that. And since I had not kind of had great success with proficiencies, we thought, well, actually Brianna may be better at that than I am. So, you know, we'll see how it goes, whatever. We may switch it back up, but it kind of gives us a chance to try something new, I guess. And, and on the program of work, it may be that I have to do a certain number of state degrees and she has to do a number of state degrees. I have to do a proficiency. She has to do a proficiency. But in reality, it makes more sense for us. And I know not everybody's like this, but for us, it made more sense for like, okay, I'm going to do all the state degrees. You do all the proficiencies, of course, with help from each other. Like we always back each other up on whatever it is. Um, I'll take care of the national chapter just because it's, it's more, I don't know, it's just more workable for us that way. Um, but I, you know, like I will put her name on yeah. several proficiencies and she'll put my name on several state degrees because we both taught those students at some point and we yeah. both contributed to their success. So it, it definitely goes back to not feeling like you have to have the credit for everything and you have to have the credit for everything that you've done. Um, I am super passionate about leadership CDEs. That is what I love. That is what I have experience in. That's um, what she's good at too. <laughs> and so, but like, we both have to do so many leadership CDEs. So it might be that I might train her, uh, prepare public speaker, but her name is going to go on it because she has to meet that requirement. And we I don't have nothing like that here. Yeah. <laughs> That's mind-blowing. It's kind of crazy. I mean, I will say, shout out to Georgia. Monetarily, you are compensated. So um, yeah, that I will say that. That is a beautiful thing, and it's a really great thing. So um, way to go, Georgia. Y'all come teach in Georgia. Uh, shout out. Any state staff listening, <laughs> um, if you want to sponsor <laughs> So we gotta throw it in there right that helps us out a lot with dividing up yeah. responsibilities um and choosing what we do and even if i mean i'll i'll just tell you if somebody from another state wants a program of work just as a starting point to help divide up stuff just to see what all yeah. is there i mean we'll send you i mean it's public knowledge it's on the georgia agate website you can look up program of work and see um what is listed there and if that would help your program it does kind of help with that I think because then you have a starting point yeah it kind of paint I mean we don't have that but it seems to me like it lays everything out on the table and it's like one big puzzle like yeah who's gonna do what and if you don't have that in your state then at least you have some flexibility in to say like okay 
Like right. I, I want to do all the LDEs and you do, you know, you probably mm -hmm. have more flexibility in some states than in others, but I mean, it lays it all out and there's no gray area, which Abby probably really appreciates. <laughs> 100%. So how do you kind of set up like the boundaries and communications? Like, cause when I think about like a teaching partner, like it's almost like having, um, you know, a, a relationship or spouse, like, right. Or like a roommate, you know, you think about them because you spend more time with them than a lot of times, like your actual spouse. So how do you set up those boundaries? So that way, like if something does go wrong down the road, it's easier to talk to them about it rather than like, we're just not going to say anything and both be mad about it kind of thing. Well, I, I feel like, I feel like I'm super fortunate because um, the ag ed position, the teaching job that I previously had before I worked at um, University of Georgia, it was super stressful and I felt the need. I was a recent college graduate and I just had this need to do everything, anything and everything. And my work-life balance was terrible. And ultimately that's why I left the classroom. Mm -hmm. And so coming back, I do feel like I'm super fortunate with Abby because she already had a really great work-life balance in terms of she fundamentally, I mean, she's got kids and a husband and um, he owns his own business. So there's a lot that goes on outside of school for her. And I think for us, we both have just a mutual understanding that at the end of the day, this is our job and we don't have to kill ourselves yes. to be good at it and to do a good job. And so for us, boundaries in the workplace are just really important. Um, I totally understand right now we're all virtual. Abby is home with two kids teaching her students all day and teaching her kids all day. So if she doesn't make it to an officer meeting after school, that is okay. Cause I actually go to school. I don't have kids so I can be there and she might zoom in or she might come in for the last five minutes and it's fine. So I think we both have a mutual understanding of this job is wonderful and we get the chance to make a difference in the lives of students every day. But if we're neglecting our own family and we're neglecting our own kids, then mm -hmm. we're not really doing a great job. So um, I think that is first and foremost is just having those boundaries around our jobs themselves and knowing like the priority for Abby is her kids and her family. And the priority for me is my husband um, that that matters a lot. And that after this job is all over, those are the people that are still going to be there. So yeah. First and foremost, that's probably the biggest boundary that we have with each other and with the job itself. Um, yes, I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. And that's, that's a mindset thing that I think you just have to communicate and be on the same page with, because if you don't feel the same way about that, that would be tough to, to you know, live out on a daily basis. Um, there is there have definitely been times when I am responsible for something and like to give you an example. This is 
at story time, boys and girls. <laughs> um, to give you an example, virtual learning last semester, I was supposed to be responsible for a part of our meeting, or we had a virtual meeting planned and I had practiced for what I was supposed to be doing. It was like running music or something, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I was ready for it. I had practiced for it. I was the one that was responsible and it, it was, that was the plan. And we get logged on and like, I don't know if some of the people listening to this have kids at home and doing virtual learning, but let's just say that there was a meltdown happening inside of my head. <laughs> and um, It was so bad. It was the end of the day and I was just so stressed. And I don't know why, but like, I just couldn't figure out how to do it, how to get the thing. And I'd practiced it. Like I knew how to do it, but I couldn't figure out how to do it. And I was like at the verge of tears. And I just called Barry and I was like, I, like she could tell I was probably about to cry. And I was probably talking a hundred miles an hour. And she was like, it's okay. Like, we'll just, I'll just do it. And like, she'll just pick up and go on. And I don't have to feel like I had to, you know, be crying during an FFA meeting online or whatever. Those moments are just, you don't like, it's just, it's just good to, you know, yeah, everybody's going to drop the ball, you know, like it, I don't know anybody who's not going to drop the ball every now and then. And, right. And on the flip side of that, I know I have friends and I know plenty of people that like we said, did not pick their teaching partner and they probably feel like they are literally doing everything and their teaching partner might not be pulling their weight and it's not fair for them to get equal credit for things that, you know, they're totally responsible for and totally um, in charge of. And um, the the sevenness in me would say, well, that's not very fun. You just need to find a new program. Um, <laughs> but that's not what you should do. Um, you should just talk about things when they come up on your mind. Yeah, I think the clear but like how like I I'm thankful. The only two teacher pr program I worked in, um, Rick, if you're listening, he made my he made my job so easy. He was the perfect teaching partner. Now, would he be this, the same perfect teaching partner for somebody else? Probably not. But I just think about if I ever go to another teaching partner um, or another program where I get one, will I constantly be thinking about, well, when Rick and I did it this way, it just worked. So, I mean, in Germany, in lots of conferences, on Agate Discussion Lab, you see all the time people don't know how to have those hard conversations. Like, frankly, like their jobs suck at this point. Like their, yeah. their backs are to a wall, um, whether they're getting pushback from admin and then they don't jive with their teaching partner. I guess, what's your tips? Like, it feels like it comes natural for you guys, but if somebody really has, like, if I needed to go to Brianna and say, hey, like, you're not pulling your weight, like how, I'm not tactful, but how do you have those conversations? Because sometimes like you're afraid that it's going to put more stress on something that's already stressful, but how do you, in my opinion, how do you make, you can't get any worse, can you? I mean, so like how, where do you even start to have that really crappy conversation? In my opinion, and so we probably, we approach this differently, I think, just because fundamentally we're so opposite in the way that we handle a lot of things, which is 
again, I think great, but for me, the way that I handle that is just by being super clear, even down to the daily. And we've, when we go back in person, I feel like we're going to go back to this, but like when we're in person, we had a system where we had a whiteboard and we would meet in the mornings and have a list of all the things that needed to get done that day or that week or whatever the time frame was. And it would have a name beside it because I'm the person who I, I if I don't know what I'm responsible for, like I'm, I kind of want to do everything just because I feel like it needs to get done, but that's not really the way it should work either. Right. So like it would have an item and a name and then we would check in with each other you know, because we want each other to be successful. And so like, if I would, if I got done with the things on my list and she was still working on something, you know, like I'd go help her with that at the end of the day (laughs) or same thing. Like a lot of times it's the opposite. You know, she'd get done with what she was doing. She'd come help me with what I needed done for the day. And I think being super clear and visually it helps when you can see because it's, it is real easy to look at a list of things that you've done and feel like you did all the things and somebody else didn't do anything when really you don't know what's going on in their world. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what it takes to teach freshmen all day. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot that goes into that. I do know what it takes from years ago, but it's different now, you know? So when you see it visually for me, I like to see those things and I know what she's trying to accomplish that day. And then we can both help each other out that on a concrete way of like, how do you do it? A whiteboard to do list with names beside it really helps me out. Now, again, we have a different way of kind of approaching things, but for me, that really helped out a lot. What would you say about that? I, and that whole thing came about because when I first started, there was a lot of things that I didn't know coming back into the classroom, like Mm -hmm. county policies and how to submit. I didn't know how to submit a bus request. I still don't know how to submit a bus request. Abby does that. (laughs) Um, You know what I mean? There's so many things that I didn't know. And I really felt like I was not supporting her the way that she needed me to. So I basically finally was like, just tell me like, what do you need me to do? Because I feel like I'm spinning my wheels trying to like come up with something to do to be productive when in reality, you've been doing this for several years. You already know what we need to do. So if I don't know how to do it, either I'll find someone or I might need you to teach me. Um, Mm -hmm. So there was a huge learning curve with me coming in just because I I knew nothing. And so it made that was important for us to sit down and have that conversation that she didn't know how to do it. And instead of me just saying, oh, well, I'll just do it all then, because then, then I feel like I'm doing it all to teach that how, this is how you do that. And I think a lot of people, I know I hate confrontation a lot and this may, (laughs) this may be, and versus Abby is much more upfront. She will literally just tell me like, this is how I feel. And this is what it is versus I'm much more like, I'm just going to bury my feelings and then I'll be happy tomorrow. Um, So for me, if I'm in that situation, just in general, in, in just life, and I don't want to have a hard conversation because it is hard and I'm worried about the way that the conversation is going to go and how somebody's going to feel. I think the idea of assigning those responsibilities with a name on it 
And at the end of the day, you do what you have to do to do your job well. Mm -hmm. And if they drop the ball on something, I think you have to get to a place where you can be selfless enough and be just like gracious to yourself enough to say, I cannot do it all. And if this person is not willing to work with me and they're not willing, because some people just are like, that is the saddest thing to me when people are just not helpful, not flexible, but they, they in reality exist. And if you are just not into a place where you feel like you can have that conversation, you do what you can do and let that be, let that be enough. And if they like for us, ultimately, if Abby were to sit and that is the beauty of a program of work, honestly, if Abby were to do nothing like at her yearly evaluation, she's going to get no's mm-hmm. on her eval. Same thing. Like if a person, if your teaching partner is not doing anything, ultimately when that admin comes to evaluate them, they're not going to look good. Like there is going to come a time where it's going to show yeah. that they are not invested in, and even your kids, your officers are going to see that the people that you, that you care about, um, you know, not letting down, like the people that you care about, you know, uh, supporting and doing the work for, they're going to see it. And, you know, those difficult people that you want to just bang your head against the wall. I think you just have to get to a place where, um, let them be them. Yeah. They, they have to do at the end of the day, they have to get their teaching contract renewed and either you can do something to help them with that, or, you know, they're going to be a grumpy person and retire, you know, in a few (laughs) years. And you just, you have to do what, what you can do to get you through, because unfortunately, even sometimes having the conversation of like making a list and putting names on it, which I feel like I'm that person. I do not want my name to be on the list and nothing be crossed off, but some people don't care. You know, like some people just genuinely are like, I don't care if you don't like me and I don't care if I look bad or I don't care if our program is successful and they're just there to draw a paycheck. And that is so unfortunate, but I just believe that you do the best you can with what you have, where you are, and you try to be that supportive person. And if they are just unwilling, then I just believe the Lord's going to move them on somewhere. (laughs) Well, okay. That being said, like, what if, like, let's say one of you agrees that you're going to be in charge of something big. I don't know. Um, like the banquet, Mm -hmm. like something, something that has a lot of steps to it, a lot of moving parts. What if, like, what happens if you're that person and you're working towards it something in your personal life happens and like kind of derails you and you're looking like you're not going to be able to fulfill that commitment. Like how do you approach that conversation? Because you guys have laid it all out really nicely. So you also probably feel like, well, I don't want to give, I don't want to say I can't fulfill this duty now and need help because that adds more to my teaching partner. But that's a really hard conversation to admit to that. Like you can't do what you said you were going to do. I think, well, I have another example of that. I'm not afraid to, to admit, you know, things that I've done that have gone wrong. So I'll go for that. <laughs> um, so again, this year, um, I, we had the conversation at the beginning of the year, like, what are we going to do? And I, 
had said that I was going to be in charge of sponsorships because, and we do a whole big thing about sponsorships there. And I had said that I was going to do that because I thought that I could do a really good job at it. Well, hell, virtual learning happened and all the, you know, crazy town at my house. And I mean, I just have not done a good job with it. And honestly, this is, this is the, you know, if you have somebody that is supporting you and that understands what's going on in your life and you have the same mindset about everything, it is a lot easier. Um, but I, we, I don't think we even had a conversation about it. Just one, because I didn't even think about that I was letting it fall. Honestly, it didn't even occur to me. But all of a sudden, one day, Brianna just sends me an email. is like, hey, can we check over this? And she just kind of took it over like huge weight lifted off of me that she was willing to help but it but that's the fact that you know it helps to have a teaching partner who sees what is going on and isn't just going to be like hey you know I see that you're not doing your job well, I feel like you all <laughs> have to be comfortable sharing that because I think right. so many times people are in a situation where they go to work and they want to keep work at work and home at home so their their teaching partners don't see like right. what's going on so how do they you know they can't be understanding if you're not willing to share right that's exactly it that's and exactly I, it and I get like um you know especially if your teaching partner is of the opposite sex there's a lot of um there's a lot of boundaries that need to be in place because right. of situations that we all know and have heard of and um you obviously don't want to let too much of that in but I think having a relationship enough to say like I know who your wife is and I know who your kids are and I know and I think I get is set up really beautifully for that because a lot of times our families are involved in what we're doing you know if you're if I'm at her house all night smoking Boston butts my <laughs> husband is like gonna roll up and say hey what are y'all doing you know what I mean <laughs> so um usually he's not just like yeah go ahead and spend the night off somewhere and I like I'm not gonna see you and don't know what you're doing um so I think that having that openness with boundaries I mean obviously that's important too I don't want to just say like yeah openly let everybody into your life and tell them all your deepest darkest secrets because that's not good either but we are fortunate that we are the same, um, same sex, which helps because mm -hmm. it's a little bit, the, the perception is not as bad. <laughs> in well, that we tell our kids all the times too, like you, you're going to go home and you're going to have a bad day and you're not going to get something done that you needed yeah. to get done for me. You don't have to explain it to me. I have enough respect for you that you're not going to lie. Right. So, I mean, even if you're working with a teaching partner that's the same sex, like go to work and just say like, I, there's something going on in my life that is, that yeah. is taking up some of my time. Like I feel as adults, like everybody can respect each other enough to know that hopefully no one's like stretching the truth there. I mean, yeah. and I that I think goes back to being not being prideful and not being, you know, I'm the star of the show and this is not going to go on without me kind of, you know, mm -hmm. knowing that you are a piece of the puzzle and also being selfless enough to say like, 
I can't do this right now. And if I am still going to be in charge of doing that, I'm going to let somebody down. And ultimately just, I think everybody being selfless and, and not being so prideful, if something does fall and the ball does get dropped, is it really that earth shattering if we don't have the Boston butt sale this year, you know, maybe, but probably not, you know, like is in the grand scheme of life in your program, is this, what's going to break the whole, yeah. the whole thing, you know? And so and it's not each person having grace and each person demonstrating that selflessness mm-hmm. and, you know, not being so prideful that you can't share or can't admit, you know, we have to admit daily when we do something wrong, right. You know, or when we drop the ball on something, yeah. I think, I think you're right. I think having that mutual respect, and I think it's easy to respect someone who is not prideful and who is selfless and who is gracious. You know, that's how that respect is built and how it's mm-hmm. cultivated. And so, you know, and you as a person have to admit that, because like I said, it might be frustrating in the moment where you're having to pick up for somebody else's slack, but then you know, you forget that you're the next person that's going to need that help, you know, and when you work with somebody long enough, you realize that for a long, for a lot of years, I didn't have anybody to pick up the slack. So I, I had to do it all, you know, so if you're at a single teacher department, you probably get that, you know, so if the ball was dropped, it was, it was dropped, you know, like 100%. And I'll tell you with a, with a teaching partner, you know, you, it, it is uh, super helpful to the work-life balance because there is somebody that can back you up on that and that can pick up the ball and if you're going to expect that they do that for you then you've got to be there to do it for them too you know and and having that back and forth give and take super important not easy super important though Well, and I would say too, like, it's hard sometimes because like we all, I would say as advisors that are involved, like want to be involved with everything. But um, one thing for work-life balance and kind of the great thing about having a teaching partner is like, you don't both have to be at everything. So, you know, sometimes if there's a a fundraiser or a community service project or something, it's like, I'll do this one. You can do the one next month or whatever that is. And sometimes, you know, you get a little FOMO for not being there, but like for your own sanity, it's kind of nice to take a break every once in a while. Absolutely. That is. And that, I think setting those boundaries of, you know, my family is important to me, this matters. And having that mutual understanding, it makes it easier to say no to stuff and let someone else Mm -hmm. do something. I am the worst about FOMO because every time they go on a trip, (laughs) I'm like, man, everybody's having so much fun and I'm not there, but you're right. Like that is so good for your sanity and your mental health that it's, it is an opportunity that you should embrace. So is there something where you both like really like to do and you just say we're both doing it? Cause I, I mean, I know you're opposites, but there's just some things that are just so fun. I think about our jobs that it's so sometimes hard to see someone else doing all of it. Like, is there anything in ag ed or FFA that you both just really love doing? So you, you both take that on. 
probably probably maybe this is not the answer that you're looking for but I feel like CDE trips you know like usually we have multiple CDEs that happen on the same day at the same time and and a lot of times one of us you know our intention is always that one of us will take everybody and give the other one a break but most of the time what ends up happening is both of us go because you can't hardly like bear to let your team go and you not be there um and we like have a tradition where we go by wendy's on the way and get frosties and like i don't know it's just fun cde trips are like the most fun thing and i can't hardly handle not going and honestly this is the truth too almost every event we like do together it's just the background work that we would kind of uh one or the other would take on like um you know if that makes any sense like we're gonna do convention like i hear of some people well it's not my turn to go it's my teaching gosh i want to go all the time (laughs) for sure yeah we both we both are trying to take turns in that minivan i mean oh yeah now I will tell you, I am horrible at actually planning the details of national convention. Thank God, Barry is good at that because otherwise, oh gosh, it's just a headache for I can't stand all that stuff like booking everything and all that. And she surprises me. I feel like that yeah, would be your no, thing. Really. But but we get there and like we're there. And Barry's just happy to be there. And I'm the one that's like, okay, what's the schedule for today? Like, <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know. She's like happy know. she booked everything. Yeah. <laughs> but I hate, I hate fundraising and I hate planning a Boston butt sale. So oh, she's, that's my jam. She literally does all of that. I but show she up. shows up and she is a good time and she will make a mean Brunswick stew. <laughs> Just say it. That's like my sole role is entertainment and Brunswick Steve. Yes. I love that. I, number one, I got to go to Georgia. Come on. For a second. Well, yeah. One, maybe I'll get a private jet and I'll just come work with you guys. Also, Brianna I and I, we can live together and our husbands can see us on the weekends. Like, it's totally fine. But that the Boston butt and national convention thing brought me to something else too. I think when you look at the calendar and the time of the year, that also helps us delegate responsibilities because we do our Boston butt sale and national convention is in October, but we do our Boston butt sale in October as well. I am like consumed. That's probably why I hate doing national convention because I can't think about anything other than Boston butts. I do all the Boston butt stuff during October. She's doing all the national convention planning during October. And so like that kind of, sometimes the time of year will dictate who does what for us. And I think that's, that's been really helpful for us too, to look at that. We kind of, our talking points are all over the place now because we were just having so much fun. So, (laughs) um, okay. Trying to figure out where we're at. Okay. So what if one of you comes to the other and you really want to do something like whether it's a community service project, a new CDE, go on a trip, doesn't matter what it is. Um, one of you comes to the other and says, I really want to do this and you don't, 
like you, you look at it and you say like, I, I don't have time. I think it's great, but like, how do you? That's the example that you're thinking of. <laughs> that, that does happen. It does happen. The, the example that I'm thinking of, because Abby usually has to rein me in. Like I will, <laughs> I will start out the beginning of the year. And as we're planning with the officers and we're doing our, That's uh, true. our POA, I'm like, oh, we can do this and this and this and this and this. And Abby's like, hey, that would be nice. I have no one to rein me in. Uh, see? <laughs> like I'll call Brianna and sometimes she'll be like, do you have enough time for that? So like literally that's it. So that's a perk right there. Yes. <laughs> because she's like, we can do one of those three things. We can't do all three. So what, what do you care about the most? And sometimes I'm good at that conversation. Sometimes this, this happened like year before last, I had this great idea that my kids we have a conference for ninth graders and um upperclassmen called green hand jamboree or whatever and and we've never gone our school has never gone historically we've never gone but i had this bright idea that if a kid earned this many more hours on their sae that they would get an invitation to go to this conference and that and i don't even know it was a great idea ps and it worked out really great but she was like okay you can do that (laughs) And I I was like, okay, well, I've made this promise to these kids. So we're going to go. And it's so funny because I didn't think that that was a big deal at the time. I was just like, oh yeah, that sounds good. I'm not going to do it, but that sounds like a great idea. Because it was overnight (laughs) and it was like another day away, you know, from kids and stuff. And I'm just like, well, you know, we'll just go. And it was, it was great. I don't know that we'll do it again, but we did it that they, year. It really is great though, because the kids liked getting the invitation and I mean, it was a good thing. I just didn't want to be gone from my family another night. It was the only reason why I didn't want to do it, but she was okay with that. And she took them. Also, I, I, she was probably mad for a minute. No, no. <laughs> I also, I just get lonely when I'm gone by myself. Um, I mean, I have other friends that I can hang out with, but it's just not the same. We do have a lot of fun. We'll go to the camp and hide in the bushes and like scare our students. We get into the craziest crap, mainly most of the time it's because I have a random idea and she'll go with it. It's wonderful. I'll be like, who, who was that an idea of yours to hide and scare them? Well, they hid and scared us first. And so oh, we yeah. are getting them back. What, there was poison. Seriously, I- when you're growing your program, call me up. I think I'm moving to Georgia. We have so much fun. One morning, <laughs> kid. Oh, this was really funny. One morning, this is me. I'm like plan, plan, plan. And then once I have it all planned out, I want to do something stupid. I, I have this freezer that got <laughs> delivered to my school. I don't know why I'm telling this. Nobody cares, but I'm still going to tell it um this freezer got delivered to our school and I don't know where it came it wasn't mine they delivered it and I was like well this is really cool it was like one of those chest freezers and one day I was really I was actually really upset about that because it was a big situation anyway I won't go into that so I was like you know what I could put in this me I could fit in this I was like I could get in this well of course then I get in it and I come up with this plan that I'm gonna get in it and hide I'm going to get there for everybody one morning and hide in it and jump out and scare my students. Oh my God, it was the best thing ever. So I did that. The next morning I get to school and I get in the cooler and here comes Barry. <laughs> here comes 
Jen's very in the door and she walks over and she's like, are you in the cooler? <laughs> yes. And I jumped out. It's the best thing ever. It was the best thing ever. I have that on Zoom, by the way. That'll I, be in the my favorite was that poor kid's vehicle. <laughs> oh my gosh. You have to quick tell that story because I showed some of my students. Oh because my. They were... I was like, you guys, you, you think, cause I do all mess with them. They'll mess with me. I was like, it's an egg teacher thing. And I was like, this is proof. Okay. P.S. This whole thing started because one day Barry's car was out back and a kid had some bubble wrap and he goes, can I put this behind Barry's tires? And I, at first I was like, no. And then I thought about it and I was like, is it going to hurt anything? And, and he said, no. And he was like, it's just when she backs up, it's going to make a loud noise. And I was like, okay, you can do it. So, so she said, yeah. Did it, okay. And here's what happened with that. Yeah. So I backed up and thought that my car was about to explode. <laughs> and then I get out and see bubble wrap everywhere. And I was like, I called her and I said, did you let a kid put bubble? Cause they were all outside. Anyways, I knew it. I knew it was her. I knew she told him to do it. And she was right. So then they called me like the next week and they were like hey how much trouble do you think we would get in if we saran wrapped brown's car <laughs> and i was like i don't think you'll get in trouble he, he was like okay cool you want to help us and so I said, she did yeah so I, yeah so and he even went inside and asked we're her, sitting inside at a like on a planning day or something the kid comes in and asks me for saran wrap because he told me he told me that he was going to saran wrap his friend's mom's car or something I'm such an idiot. Cause she was like, whose car are you going to ran wrap? And he was that's, like, that's an egg teacher thing. Like, no, there's nothing in this world. That's that crazy. Right? Like well, I, I, a kid walked in last Thanksgiving and was like, do you think I could cook a Turkey in a microwave? <laughs> and I was like, well, yeah, it's just going to take a really long time. And apparently every other teacher was like, don't do that. You can't like, and I was just like, sure. Fine. Well, I'm glad I'm not alone in that. So I gave him the saran wrap. He saran wrapped my car. And anyway, there's more details to the story that are hilarious. But I'll just tell you, I walked out, realized that he had saran wrapped my car and that Barry had helped him. And I said, oh, I'm going to get you back. You just wait. I'm going to get you back. So I called his dad. (laughs) I called the dude's dad. And I was like, hey. I just need you to make sure that Jake drives his truck to school on this particular day. Like (laughs) this is what's going on, whatever. Well, dad was into it, you know, 100% into it. So (laughs) we literally sent his dad videos the whole time and he posted everything on Facebook and was like, this is the greatest thing that's ever happened to my kids. We posted noted his entire car. Then what was after that? The saran wrap. Mm -hmm. Then we saran wrapped that. And then it was during Christmas, uh, the week before Christmas. So then we went to the dollar store and got like, how many rolls did it take? I it think I documented eight this. or 10, something like that. Oh no, that. it was more than that. Really? I think cause we started out with eight or 10. Okay. Anyway, I think it was closer to 20. I may be exaggerating, but we wrapped his entire truck like a present. And then he comes out and realizes it. Anyway, I'm pretty sure that my house is about to get rolled next. I don't know. I see that. He's got big plans. I'll just tell you about it. She knows about it. Oh my God. You know about it, don't you? We have talked about it. (laughs) It's coming. I'll roll your house. Just get ready. (laughs) He's not going to roll it. He has other ideas. Uh 
So. Okay. Well, I have a few more questions. I'm sure Brianna does too. Uh, clearly, number one tip is to have fun. Um, but yeah. okay. So Brianna, you teach ninth graders. You get them for a year. I feel like I love I love middle school and ninth grade. But I, I know that it would be hard for me to look at those little nuggets that I had a smidgen of time with, go be successful two years down the line and maybe thinking like, why weren't they like that with me? Or I asked them to do that, but they wouldn't do it. Like, is that hard? And how do you deal with that? This is real talk coming out right now. We have this conversation all the time because I tell her, I feel like I'm like the filter, you know, and every semester I look at her roster because she's like, okay, tell me about these kids. And I'm like, holy crap, you literally have like the dream team in every single class because it's like all of my like wonderful, precious babies. Um, And they do get to her. And honestly, classroom wise, I am definitely more uh, rigid in the classroom. I'm not in my personal and social life, but in the classroom I am. And I think it's probably because I do teach freshmen and they're younger and they, they're still disciplined. They're they're a whole different breed. And she can like hide in the freezer and like jump out (laughs) and scare them. And I'm like, I want to hide in the freezer. Like I want to be that but she can because of the students that she has, because it's like all of our literal cream of the crop students. So that is super hard. And I do, that is probably the worst part of our setup is um, basically her classes are like dream classes because they're all so great that end up in there. I help her out. I I call out all the, yeah, I feel like she wouldn't have all of those great kids though if you if you weren't doing a good job exciting them it's just really hard to be on the sidelines sometimes I feel um but they need a good foundation we've had this discussion before because I really did love teaching basic ag back when I did that um and I you know it's not easy but if we ever if she ever got burnt out on that like we could totally switch you know like I have three preps this semester and she's got one. So there's some perks to both sides of it. <laughs> yeah. I ain't mad about that. You know, but that's, and that's, I think that is like what makes me excited is getting the students excited and like mm-hmm. a kid that just got, and she, this is the part that she misses a kid that just got thrown into ag and they're like, I don't want to oh. be here by the end of the semester. When they're like, this is my favorite class. You're like, yes, that I do miss that. I do miss that. And you get the, you do get the joy of like exciting them about something that they probably never even considered or or thought about. So, and they always will have those fond memories with you, but then, then you like go in her class and they're doing just dance (laughs) in second period every day. (laughs) And they're like, and my kids are like, why can't we do that? And I'm like, well, because I had a bunch of hooligans in there with you is because, what you wanted to because say. I'm not as fun as Miss Brown is. Yes, she is. She'll we do a we do a flash dance in her basic ag class every now and that then. That is true. Or not a flash dance, a flash, flash mob. mob. Hello, you know what I'm talking about. 
my kids are just looking at, around the room and I'm like, you'll understand next year. Miss Brown's weird. It's fine. <laughs> That's what you really tell them when I leave. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> I do just tell them you're more fun than me. No. And they get to experience it I'm next just, year. I'm just a strange bird. <laughs> but yeah, it is hard. But there are gives and, there are gives and take. take. Gives and takes, that's not right. There's give and take. So what's good also has its And they come too. back and they'll be on CDE teams for her. That's true. Or they'll be, you know, she'll talk them into being an officer. And I'm like, what the heck? I've tried to talk you into doing that, <laughs> you know? And, you know, because they have that relationship that they built from the beginning with Barry. Um, you know, it just all kind of worked out. I also go in their class all the time. Mm -hmm. I literally will just leave my class and walk in there. Or they will leave my class and not even say like, hey, can I go see Miss Barry? They're like, hey, I'm going to Barry's for a minute. I'm like, she's trying to teach, you know, right now. They don't care. That's awesome. What would you say is like your favorite part about having a teaching partner? Like, especially for you, Abby, who didn't have one before. Um, I guess make Nikki jealous. Like I'm sure you probably already have, but make her even more jealous by telling us what your favorite part about it is. Oh, for sure. My favorite part, because, you know, I say, you know, I think y'all know, like when you're the only ag teacher in the building, nobody understands the level of like what the ag program, like they don't get it that like, you know, whatever it is that's going on, they don't get it. And so my, my favorite part is just having someone there that I don't have to explain what's going on to like, she 100% understands it. And if I need to walk in the room and just like rando vent about whatever it, it which happens like <laughs> often you know like there's somebody there that I don't have to explain the situation to I can just go straight in with the venting you know and then I feel better and I can go on with the day I don't know like that level of support is really that has been a big a big game changer for me also the fact that I can just like randomly have someone to like roll down the hallway on a tv cart with you know and no judgment here Thank because you. because she might understand that like I've been doing a proficiency for the last two hours and I just needed a moment to roll down the hallway on a tv cart and she will she's in it with me you know <laughs> you just have a built-in like person to get in trouble with yeah, Are they gonna really fire both egg teachers. No, I mean, exactly. I'm, I'm going to hope not one day during testing. There was a goat in the building. Were you here for that? Yes, I tied I tied a thing around this goat's neck and it said we goat you like we got you, but it said we got you. <laughs> and and it was like it had a sign on the neck that said pass it on to the next teacher. <laughs> the goat? Yeah. The whole goat. Yes. So we we started with Barry. We tied it to Barry's door and it said, We goat you. And you open the door and there's the goat and it says, Haha, we goat you. Pass it on to the next teacher. And I forgot that there was testing going on in the building on this particular day. I for sure thought I was going to get fired, but Barry passed it on to the next teacher. I'm just saying it made it a long way around the school building. 
those teachers were probably so happy to have that cute little girl. You know, I mean, I like to say we shared a smile with people that day. They also knew who to return it to. <laughs> They're like, oh, my just saying something like no one had to ask who, who does this goat belong to? And like the they just knew. Old, oh my gosh. You know, all of school. <laughs> oh man, that was not my brightest idea. But again, Barry went along with it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I feel like we could have an entire episode of like all the crazy stuff Abby's done <laughs> and Brianna's had to do. <laughs> Literally, I just, it has made me, I mean, I was pretty good with the flow to begin with, but now I'm really good with the flow. Go with the flow. <laughs> like there's nothing that shocks me or surprises we me at this time. point. If you can't laugh at work, you know, what are you doing with your life? So true. Well, I have one last question. You know, I think, and, and Abby, you mentioned this so many, so many people around us don't get our jobs and mm -hmm. like how involved we are, not just in our community, not just in our school, like statewide. I'm sure you're both involved with um, Georgia Ag Ed um, nationally, like through professional development, just all of the things and they don't get the sheer size of your, your reach. So what, what happens if like you want to get involved, you know, on the state level on the national level, which obviously takes some of your time, how do you then relook at your program of work and the decisions you, you guys have made as a program to allow for that? Like, I mean, like if you were going to be a state you know, ag ed officer, that's going to take time. But how do you tell your teaching partner, like, I need to back off of something to mm -hmm. do this. And maybe you both don't have the same, I guess, aspirations to be that involved. If that think, makes any sense. <laughs> I think we kind of have that, maybe not in mm -hmm. the ag ed world, just because literally almost everything we could possibly do is built into that program of work, even down to professional development. It's kind of crazy. Um, but as far as like doing things outside of the, of the job itself, like even things like I'm super involved with our church and Abby mm -hmm. is super involved with her kids playing sports and like all of these different things. Um, I think it goes back to having that discussion and having that super clear communication of this is what this is what we've committed to and if we decide to commit to something beyond that maybe I can do it with you or maybe if you're really passionate about it and I can't you might have to do it on your own mm -hmm. um and then prioritizing for us your family it's the most important thing so what do I have to do to be a good ag teacher and to, you know, do my job and do it well. And then what are my priorities? Because we're all, it's hard because ag ed, I feel like is one of those jobs that, right, you know, people don't get because it does impact so many aspects of your life. If you are not very careful, it can literally dominate every single thing that you do. Yes. So um, having that clear communication of, you know, this is what we're passionate about. This is what we're going to do. And we're going to do it really well. Mm -hmm. And then beyond that, you know, if you want to be, you know, you've got to go to Luke's 
football games on Saturdays, like for the month of August and September, like that's what you're doing. You know, like I know that on Saturdays, that is your family time that you've committed to. And that's, that's even something that we really have to talk to our officers about as well, because you're off. They are less understanding than than we we are. are. You know, they, they want to plan your whole life, honestly. Um, And that is also challenging is because you don't want to let anybody down your teaching partner or your students. So the clear communication of like our students know they even know this, but they still, they still like to push um, that our families are the most important thing. Like we love y'all and we want to give you opportunities, but to do that, we need to be doing right by our people and our family. So um, as far as being involved outside of, just like the normal stuff that we do. I think that that clear communication. And, you know, also I think it's important that they know that, you know, and we both share this opinion that, that when we're at work, you know, like I, I guess you could say on the clock, even though ag ed's a little different than that, but, you know, I guess you would consider on the clock until 4.30 or five o'clock, whatever. Um, When I'm at work, I'm at work. But then when that, in my room that's an alarm clock it's funny I'll tell you about that in a second but when that alarm clock goes off you know it's time for us to go home you know and it's time for that button to switch or the the you know whatever for it to flip into personal life and and there will be exceptions to that when there's big events but for the most part when I'm at work you have my full attention you know and I'm at work I'm here you have my full attention but when that time is up and it's time for me to be mom, then I'm mom. So the alarm clock that I'm talking about at the very front of my room, I'm kind of crazy about visual things like this. It just helps me. So at the front of my room, I have a family picture printed with the words below it that says, when this alarm clock goes off, it's time for me to be mom. My kids have not had me all day and they deserve to have me present. Or so, you know, it says something like that. It's not those exact words. Um, and the alarm clock goes off and I have to get up and go turn it off, you know, in order for it to stop going off. And if there's kids in the room, they see that I just went over to that thing and turned it off and it's time for me to go home, you know, because if I'm saying yes to them, I'm saying no to my own kids. And that's not okay for me. On, on occasion, anybody though, that is such a good tip, whether you have kids or not, like, mm-hmm. I think so many times new teachers and I, I mean, I feel, I don't know. I feel like this happened to me and Brianne, I'm sure it happened to you, but you're, you know, it's still, it's still happening because I don't have kids. Um, But you know, you, you don't have kids. So you want to overcompensate. You don't have to do that, but you don't have to do that. Like you don't have to be the teacher in the school. That's the advisor to all the clubs just because everybody else in the building has kids. And like, I tell myself all the time because my time is valuable just because my time isn't spent with my own children because I don't have any my time is still valuable. that's right yep 100 hard I like the physical alarm clock thing I I've gotten so much better second semester um Brianna can attest to that but it is like I hear that like I work with some pre-service teachers you know uh presenting teacher turn the key this year that was something that came out of that was teachers saying like how how do you go home when things aren't done Mm -hmm. and you just do it and I think anybody listening get yourself an alarm clock yeah 
whether you have kids or not, you could print a picture of your dogs, whatever. Yeah. Or any, I mean, like you said, your time is valuable and your life is not ag ed. And sometimes maybe it is for some people, if you want it to be, that's great. But if you have things outside of your job that are important to you, that is okay. And I think it's good. You know, I think that's a good thing. And I, sh- I, I struggle with that because sometimes I'm like, well, I'm just going to go home and hang out, you know, like I, maybe I don't have something to do or whatever, but that's okay too. Like you go mm-hmm. home and watch the bachelor, like yes. that is okay. And you go see your friends and, you know, like you time is still, it's valuable. still important and valuable because you're going to be better the next day when you show up. Because you took that time to do whatever you were trying to do at home that wasn't work. I'll get on a soapbox about that. (laughs) But you're right. First year teachers, especially. I mean, I literally, I literally did that. And it, I I was done in two years. I was like, I can't do this anymore. Well, and I think that conversation of priorities is so important with your students too. And if they don't understand it, they will, but you have to make it visual. Like for our officer retreat this year, we like took plates and we divided it up and they put all their priorities in the different sections. And I just said, okay, we, we need to add something to your plate that's FFA related. Where does the time come Mm -hmm. from? And like, well, we don't have any more time. Like exactly. So where, like, what's going to go in your personal life to get this to happen? And so for them to look at my plate, and I think I'm a little different than some of their other teachers, there's things on my list and on all of our lists that never fall on another teacher. Um, And they were like, why? We didn't know you Mm -hmm. did that. We didn't know that you, like, you had to do that. And so having that conversation, they'll understand. And you also have to understand when you go to your kids saying that something needs to be done expect them to say no and be okay with it because I think it's so good to teach them to make things in their life a priority now before it's too late and it's really hard but when you tell them no like explain to them like I have these things in my life that would not allow me to be great at what you're asking me to do and they're going to do the same with you and as long as you can respect that you're going to have like your officer team is going to work beautifully. It's yep. a really great point. So you guys, I, I mean, I think we've talked, we've solved all the world's problems for sure. <laughs> um, where can people connect with you first before we sign off here? Mm-hmm. So um, we're both on Instagram. I have a, I guess you could, people call it a teacher page you could say um you can find me on instagram at fun farmers academy and um the reason why it's called fun farmers academy is because and i've done the podcast with you so some of your listeners probably remember this um if they don't they should go back and listen to that listen to all the episodes hashtag ffa episode is the best um the ffa week episode i just listened to that by the way and it was the bomb um But anyway, getting back to what I was saying, Fun Farmers Academy, excuse me, is a a program that I do where I put together a a camp for kids. It's a program 
that people can purchase in order to run their own camp for young kids in their community as a fundraiser. So that's where you can find me. I'm on Instagram as well, but literally I, I honest to goodness post zero things teacher related, <laughs> but you can still hang out with me and my dogs. Um, so yeah, I, I breed golden doodle puppies. So there's lots of yes. puppies, <laughs> puppy content. Um, but my Instagram handle is Bree Berry. And yeah, you can get some, some puppy content in your life. <laughs> the puppies are the well, best. Yeah. You guys need to go back and listen to Abby's episode of fun farmers Academy. Um, I, this is probably one of my favorites. We like serious wanted to have the two of you on our podcast long before we recorded the fun farmers academy episode (laughs) i just think you guys are such a fresh breath of air for all teachers um and those of you listening like if you can't tell like how fun it can be like teaching with somebody like this is real life so reach out to them if you have questions you need support um because they've they've been through it all and they're still they're still having fun so if this episode was helpful to you please share it with your ag teacher friends and if you you know have a future topic idea or wish to be a guest please reach out to here by the all podcast on instagram and facebook